0: This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the space age, and we are here to go. Three, two, one, zero. zero, zero, zero. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee.
1: I'm Teen Komar.
2: I'm Trisha Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) Holy
3: shit!
0: (laughs) It wouldn't be an episode of Radio Free Galaxy if we didn't mess up the introduction, so you're welcome.
3: And this is episode
0: 132 of our program that we do. Uh, This evening we will be discussing Black Adam. uh, Just got released on... HBO max. Uh, so we finally watched it. Uh, I know it's been out for a while, but I, you know, I, I thought it had a good trailer. Um, but I still didn't want to pay money to see it in the theaters. So anyway, we're, we're going to re- review that real quick and then we're going to get on to reviewing, uh, Stutz, which is a new documentary that was just released on Netflix and it's the Stutz is the it's a documentary it's, made by Jonah Hill uh, about his F-
2: Phil therapist. Stutz his psycho his psychotherapist Phil Stutz
0: right exactly yeah. so we'll be talking about that so Christine uh, Tricia didn't watch Black Adam uh, yeah. l- lucky her
1: bless you dude and oh
0: my
2: god <laughs> I I like I've made made a good choice you good made choice you made a really Trisha. good a choice deal.
0: yeah um it, look we watched it. Uh, like I said before, I I was actually intrigued by the trailer. They had a really good trailer for it, and it takes a lot for me to get interested in watching a DC movie uh, for several reasons. Because of the track record of DC movies, and they've, they've for the most part, to me, just been horrible garbage fires, and um, also because I just don't care about the DC universe as much as I... Am interested in the marvel universe and other superheroes. I just I don't care about it as much Uh, I know a lot of people who aren't into superheroes think superheroes are superheroes, you know, Batman spider-man What the hell's the difference but really, you know There's a whole fandom that goes along with the universe, you know, and you get invested in it, you know, it's just like any other fandom Um, Whatever anyway uh, Watched it. It's the the one good thing I can say about it. I'll say one good thing about it It's two hours and five minutes long. Hooray Okay. It didn't take. It didn't take like three days to watch it, and it wasn't excruciating that to get through. It
2: still feels like a really long fucking time. Glad I didn't watch it. It it
0: was it it wasn't a bad runtime. Um, what else good can I say about it? Uh, Pierce Brosnan was in it, and I love Pierce Brosnan. Okay, that's the end of it. Uh, it's got poor CGI. It's got a really stupid story. Um, the, it's got one of, probably the most forgettable villain in the history of superhero There was movies. a villain? Oh, and Yeah, was. yeah I, I think there was a villain. I don't know. Okay, you could say that really wasn't the point of the movie, but overall... um that, that atrocious CGI especially like the second half of the movie was some of the worst I've seen since uh, the Scorpion King movie you know the Scorpion King movie the, the, was it, like the third mummy movie where they didn't actually even finish the movie but they just had to <laughs> they, they just had to release it because they were so far over budget and over time for making the movie that they released the Scorpion King and like the CGI at the end of that movie looks basically like a really badly drawn cartoon well like the second half of this movie like the the cgi just got worse and worse and worse throughout the movie like they were just giving up on it and there were parts at the end that just look cartoonish and ridiculous. Uh, this whole movie—it's written poorly. The music drops are some of the worst I've ever heard in any movie ever. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 so bad I don't even want to spend a lot of time talking about it. Like, it's I, not- I'm
2: actually I'm just like glad that I'm here to hear this review. Like instead of because like I probably wouldn't have listen to this
0: podcast even though I'm on it but
2: like <laughs> I'm just like I love when you hate a movie
0: <laughs> I didn't even hate it though Trisha because it wasn't like long enough for me to hate no, but you're like it...
2: you're like mad about it you're just like not nah. satisfied you're yeah it's just satisfied. it's not good
0: it's just not good I'm, I'm not even mad about it because... are, you, are you
2: glad that you didn't see it in the theater yes you... I'm glad I didn't see it okay. in the
0: theater I don't want to give this uh, movie studio any more money until they get their shit together and they are actually DC is trying to get their shit together James Gunn was just named the head of DC Studios, uh, at least creatively. That's a big step forward for them. Uh, they're they're making some changes, a lot of changes there. But you know, f- as far as this goes, this is a bad movie. It's not it's not good in any way. But it also didn't piss me off that much because I it wasn't that long. It wasn't like a Zack Snyder movie. Christine, oh uh, dude, all
1: right. Well, um, this movie ga- made me give up on all CGI movies because I am really really sick of the laziness. This movie was bloated, lazy. I it was insulting so much so that I was so bummed out after watching this movie that I had to watch uh, it came from Ray Harryhausen just so I can remember what imagination in Hollywood looked like yeah. because I, I, I'm seriously sick of movies that like hey we'll just throw whatever we want and throw the rock in it we'll throw a bunch of little words and quippy things and hey here's a new like Gen Z character that no one gives a fuck about and there's just constant exposition because you already knew your movie's gonna be a piece of shit so you're just you know, going to overly know, explain everything. And it's just, I'm, I'm so done with it.
2: You know what? We had a, a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I was like, you know, it wasn't like that movie. Because you know how I feel about CGI. Where, like, sometimes it feels so, uh, it's like they just, like, all of a sudden, like, the first half of a movie. And I was like, hey, there was a first half of this movie where it was, like, a bunch of fucking women fucking superheroes. It was, like, some sort of Marvel movie. And you couldn't peg it. And I did peg it. After what, you want to know what movie it was? It was Black Widow, where, like, the first half was fucking great, mm-hmm. and then the second half was, like, all this, like, mm-hmm. really disconnected feeling fucking CGI, where it was, yep. like, so overwhelming. So, like, now maybe you understand, like, when I was, like, watching Black Widow, where I was, like, this is a great movie, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Instantly. All that CG, all overdone CGI, or, like, misplaced, or, like, where it's it's, it's
1: lazy. Just,
0: the original, or Wonder, Woman movie. Yeah. The original yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. movie was the same yeah.
1: way. Yeah, two thirds of the movie. But, like, as you were saying, Trisha, I totally agree. And the thing is, um, when I was watching the documentary for Ray Harryhausen, uh, James Cameron was on there because, you know, everyone who was inspired by, you know, Ray Harryhausen who did a lot of the stop animation creatures from like the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Like he was saying like, oh, now we have, you know, CGI, which 80 people work on one character. And I'm like, well, this is why it doesn't feel personal anymore, because nobody gives a fuck. There's like 50 people working on the tail and 10 people working on the eyes. It's not personal anymore. It's just lazy. Well, the same
0: thing can be said for there's no singular vision. We've talked about this on, on, on the podcast before. Projects like this and artistic things like this can can benefit from having a singular vision and now you have uh it it, it it goes to music too in popular music if you look at like the top 10 songs on like spotify's oh, top 10 the same. they all first of all they all sound the same mm-hmm. and each one of them has about seven fucking writers on them in, in in these songs and none of them are in any of the bands or in any of the there's just like seven to 12 like writers yep. on these simple pop songs and it's like it, it, there's no singular vision for things everything is an investment and it's a business opportunity and it's not really an artistic venture it's, anymore. it's just
2: it's becomes it becomes a it becomes a formula as opposed to yes. an artistic inven- a, yes. a, a, a endeavor you know yes. like i like i have i don't even have to see this movie to understand like what you're talking about mm-hmm. like like dude it's like dude the formula like you know, it's sad that the formula works, I suppose, maybe for the majority, because, like, why would they keep cranking out this shit, like, if people weren't into fucking garbage? Like, apparently yeah. they are, you know, like, yeah. apparently people are just like, yeah. I don't know, but it goes back to something that I always say that's, like, not, a, like, it's unrelated. It actually it's like, my, my discussion on politics is usually, like like, you know, politicians and rhetoric. People like uh go to the lowest common denominator because that's the massive amount mass amount of the population actually has a fucking low IQ. Yeah. And and that's why, you know, the rhetoric is very simple. That's why people talk in whatever terms and that's why it's so easy to make people fight against each other. Absolute. But it works for everything else. Yeah. It works for music, it works for movies, it works for fucking politics, it works it just like, dude, like You know, we know you're all idiots and I, I'm sorry, (laughs) you know, but, but like, you know, we know that you're not
3: very smart and you're all
0: uncultured slobs and you'll take whatever fucking we give you. And, uh, if there's something you like, all we got to do is make it in a similar formula and you'll just keep eating it and eating it and eating it.
2: Well, I also have sad because it's like, you're not like allowing you, like you, you're also just like, it's actually also like school, like where the, the, um, curriculum ...is dumbed down to the average, and that's why kids that actually are are very smart, um, myself and Travis, I feel like we were pretty, like, I know we got high IQs and, like, whatever, but we were, like, average students, you know why? Because we knew how to do the, the base minimum to fucking pass, because <laughs> we were smart... But they never challenged us. They never did shit. Like, we're just like, okay, I just got to, like, figure out a way to do the bare minimum and just, like, fucking party or do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. But I can do enough yeah. to get by. Right.
1: And that's, like, that's, like, kind of, like, the, the how life is. <laughs> oh, no, for real. I get that. But I have also have one more thing to point out with this movie is that it felt like it just... It was like uh if you order The Avengers off of Wish... Because, <laughs> like, I, you, got, you got this knockoff Avengers movie because you have this dude that looks like Ant Man, you have uh, Dr. Fate who looks like I well, no, Hawkeye or Hawkman or whatever the fuck his name is, was like the Tony Stark, <laughs> like, Doctor fuck Strange. Fuck yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, whole no. dude, did I just watch an Avengers movie? Avengers. Like, because <laughs> like, <Avengers? laughs> like this, fuck. like, this is fuck. fucking stupid. Like, I dude, it was like as soon as they start doing like where they're talking about about like in the land of time before the yeah. egyptians before i'm like oh fuck here we go and then you're gonna play some like shitty like led zeppelin song or something because that's original or whatever whatever it, yeah, it's, it's just led
3: zeppelin, but, well, I get your
1: point, but yeah. you get my point in that it's just it, it's lazy it, yeah. i'm tired it, it of was, lazy it was
0: very lazy it was formulaic and it was total yeah. shit i don't want to talk about it anymore so we're going to talk about Stutz. Christine, if you want to check out for studs, you can go ahead if you want to stick around. <laughs> I, I
1: got cookies to make. You All right. guys enjoy time. It's Christmas
0: time, so you got cookies to make. You know, see, make. this
2: is where this is where the smart person, like, checks yeah. out. Like, right. we're doing intellectual shit, but, like, you showed up and you did the work. You did enough work.
3: You did it. <laughs> this is, Good like, job. this
2: is exactly the point. Like, Good job. you passed. That'll <laughs> do, teen. Right.
0: That'll, That'll do. do. That'll do. All right, Girl. guys. Have fun. Right. Mm, yeah. All right, so Christine is off to make uh, Christmas cookies and, um, you know, uh, also Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Holidays. You know, this is going to come out right before Christmas, so hopefully you're listening to this uh, while you're off work for your Christmas vacations and such as they are, and Mm -hmm. um, anyway, Trisha, let's get to Stutz. So like we were saying earlier, uh, this is a documentary that Jonah Hill has been working on. Uh, he says yeah, for years in, in the documentary, he's, he's talking about it. He's been working on it for years. Uh, from my estimation of what he was saying during the documentary, he's been going to this therapist, uh, Phil Stutz, for something like five years at the Somewhere, right. somewhere around there by the end of the, the movie. and right. um, he had been working on this documentary for like two or three of those years. Um, and it, it's basically about the man. Uh, he's, he's a very uh, he's a very singular individual. Uh, takes a more radical, direct approach to psychotherapy. Uh, it's, it,
2: you know what? I would say that it is very linear and productive because yes. I feel like the one thing that like stuck with me is like the thing that I always um, find annoying about therapy is like, dude, I know exactly what's wrong with me. Like I can fucking tell you, like, dude, I know like what my attachment issues are. I know what my fucking trauma is, but I just want tools. I need I need most and most people in life in general, like we live in a a culture of immediate satisfaction. We need something that we can do right the fuck now. And in that in traditional in traditional therapy, like you don't, you don't really fucking get that. You just like you get somebody just like, like they think that you want somebody to listen. And I'm like, I got plenty of people that'll fucking listen to me. Like, But I don't have anybody that can actually, like, give me tools and help me. And, like, this guy's approach is very different. It is very much, like, here are things that you can do right now. And it's, like – and his approach is is very much – I mean, it it just, you know, it it just seems like very – it's just, like, I felt, like, a lot of satisfaction just, like, watching this where I was just, like, you know, like – that all makes sense. It's very linear. It's like very like there's no like, there's no like, there's no like going off the grid. You know, we were just talking about grids, like with, like how I like living in Milwaukee because traffic is based on a grid. I like Excel spreadsheets and like whatever. And it's all like I like you know like it's very linear. You know, it's like I know if I go this way, I'm going this way. I'm going west. That's that's the fucking path. And like. You know, there's other streets that shoot off, but it's like if I'm going west, I want to go west. Yeah. And and his approach is is very relatable, I think, to myself in that regard.
0: Yeah, uh, I I have been through a significant amount of therapy in my life since I was a child, uh, well into my adulthood uh, for various different reasons, um, and. Yeah, you rarely ever run into a therapist. That's like, that, what
2: can we do right now?
0: Yes, that what can we do right now? It's it's usually a lot of just listening and giving you bullshit advice and basically just assessing you, just like assessing, assessing, assessing and never really, first of all, being honest with you. And, yeah. and you most of the time end up just, Lying to them because it just becomes you don't, or very because formulaic.
2: Because also you don't want to be, like, fucking medicated because some of us want to actually, like, heal ourselves without fucking medication. Yes, yes. You know, and right. and I feel like, you know, I, I think because the mental health system is so overwhelmed and burdened and, like, whatever, that yep. sometimes just, like, giving people fucking pills regardless of whether you're fully understanding the implications like everybody's brain chemistry is different too that's why it's like weird that like we're just willing to toss pills with at people for similar problems maybe not exactly the same but you don't know how somebody's going to respond to that it's like some of us just like want coping mechanisms that right. are opposite of what we currently use right you know that's right. it and right. uh, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I yeah. The the overprescribing of drugs is in psychotherapy is is an epidemic. It's like a real fucking like, problem. There
2: are people that legitimately need it, but like there are a lot of people like myself. But like I don't need th- that. Like yeah. that's not something that I need. Right. It's just I just need I need just like ways out of uh, thinking that is not conducive to um
3: dwelling in mean, yeah, getting like, stuck yeah like, yeah
2: like yeah how do right. i get out of this like right. i just need a tool to get me out of this like how right. do I get out of this like right I, and I, I i also have enough like mental fucking fortitude like i've developed a lot of fucking coping mechanisms right or wrong on my own that like I actually have really good coping mechanisms to get my uh, myself out of a lot of things,
3: yeah. but
2: there's some things that I can't and like I need help with or that I could do better with or like whatever mm-hmm. and like drugs aren't gonna fix that that's just like no. a, it feels like a temporary solution. it's just yeah. like' I, don't, I i I don't you know. And, and, and most
0: psychotherapists will tell you that too that that's just supposed to be somewhere where we can get you physically we can get you physically to the right place where then we can begin the therapy. But in my experience, you never get to that part with them yeah you, you just never get to it because when you start off dealing dealing with the prescriptions and the chemical imbalances and all that, like it, it never it never gets there for whatever reason it just never gets there. What finally worked for me, was aggressive cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy and having to be challenged about my whole understanding of how yep. I worked and and the world around me worked because I had a very distorted view of what was wrong with me so for like me personally I thought that I just couldn't stop using drugs and I wanted to find out how to I, I mean I had problems before I started using drugs and therapy before that but for me the the majority of my therapy in my life was like me trying to figure out how I stopped using drugs and really it never worked until I got into therapy that was like your problem isn't using drugs that's just a symptom of you know that's that's just the end yeah. result of of a lot of things that happen to you and what we really need to focus on is you you know, uh, focusing on yourself and, and here are some tools that you need to do. You need to focus on the little things in life and, and find, find love and joy for yourself before you can, live out in the rest of the world in society and appreciate anything else. You have to learn to love yourself and take care of yourself and do simple things like brushing your teeth correctly and, and focus on those little things. And those were tools for me to like, bring me back into real life. I had to focus on doing things like tying my shoes and getting to bed on time and, and like working out physically and, and doing things like that to like, I need to work on me and and focus on these little things and then I can get to these larger issues and all of a sudden, wow, look, lo and behold, my desire to use drugs and destroy myself went away when I just started taking care of myself and not focusing on how do I just stop using drugs. Right? And that's
2: you and that's completely valid because it goes back to the thing that stuck out the most to me in this was one of the things that he says, Your brain doesn't really care. About your sadness or any of that. It cares about, like, what you're doing. Yeah. You know? And and that's also why, like, you know, behavioral management is, like, is key. Because it's, like, as long as you keep... to Your brain is just going to be, like, that's what we're... But if you tell your brain, this is what we're doing, your brain's going to be, like, oh, okay. Like, okay, we're going to, you know, you have to... It's almost like you have to retrain your brain to... Um, accept those things. And it, I guess maybe that's a tie between, like, your fucking emotions and your fucking brain, like... But your brain is only going to operate at the level that you allow it. Yeah. And if you're getting these patterns and your brain is, like... Like, like gets adept right. to those patterns. And it's, like, you almost have to, like, tell yourself, like, we're tying our shoes. We're doing this. We're doing mm-hmm. this. And you have to do that over and over. And it seems like... It seems like basic ass shit for a lot of people, but it's just like, you know, it's like the the example, like the pearl necklace that he used
3: mm-hmm.
2: was like, was a great fucking example where it's like, we're going to keep going forward. Yeah. But, you know, in each little thing, there's a, a pearl and like, that's like maybe a day, you know, this is your day there's a pearl and nothing is ever going to be like a hundred percent. And that's why we have a little turd (laughs) in it. And like, you know, you're just, but you know, that pearl is connected to another pearl and that pearl is connected to another pearl. And it's kind of like, you know, but you're always moving forward in, in that, that, that thing. And I think, you know, I think another thing is that people get like really overwhelmed because everybody also wants immediate gratification again and they want to see the fucking end result. But it's like, You know, you got to like, you kind of, and it's not even that you really got to like deal with your shit and you got to like deal with your trauma all at once. It's like, it's, it's hard to understand that there's a process that you have to, you know, deal with all these things simultaneously. But if you have, if you create a level of consistency that is conducive to where you want to be, kind of other things kind of fall in place. You know, like the other things just kind of just like all the other things, all the other stressors, like when you're making wrong decisions and doing living in chaos and like whatever, like chaos is going (laughs) to ensue, is going to added chaos is going to ensue. But if you like just take the basic action of like making the bed, tying your shoes, brushing your teeth, doing those things like like other behaviors kind of automatically follow that.
0: Right. And they're at least easier to deal with because you're you're on you're in a habit now of resolving these small things. So when you know and and they're resolved and and you're already working through these things. So when something big comes up, it's not as traumatic as it could be. And you also have the tools to kind of deal with that as well. You know, like um, and that's the big thing about this documentary is that. I, I know it was for me it was a little uncomfortable to watch yeah. at times because it is uncomfortable what, watching somebody go through therapy. Yeah.
2: What what did you think overall? Did, did you like cuz like I just like randomly watched this and actually it's cuz Amy who is a guest on like my best friend was on, uh sent me a thing a while ago and like I just decided to watch it I was like fuck it. It was it was just a random happenstance that I like watch it and I was mm. like I like was like whatever and then I just like was like wow this is really it was uncomfortable, yeah. But it was very fucking interesting, and it like actually kind of shifted my perspective because I was actually, I was actually like really like having um, a lot of uh, depressive episodes, yeah. which I don't have a lot of depression. I don't really suffer from depression anxiety, but. You know, everybody in their life has, like, stints of, like, yeah, this is, I thought it was apathy, but apparently it was depression.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I always think it's apathy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Apathy. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't consider those the same.
3: No.
2: Um, but, like, like this is, like, kind of a thing that I just, like, needed to see. Yeah. And also, the way that this um, doctor is persevering, like, uh, because he has Parkinson's. Yeah. And you're just like holy fuck but just like the way this guy operates because he's done this and that's the thing this goes back to the man this goes not even about like his um how he helps other people but he's been doing this since like he's just naturally this way he's been doing this since like people just always approached him and he's just always had the the helpful brain of like getting people through their shit and like it's he's a super interesting weirdly he's weirdly calm yeah. but also very charismatic at the same time, despite mm-hmm. even the Parkinson's.
0: Yeah, and, you know... That's he, fucking weird. He allows himself to be wrong as well and to realize his own faults and use his own tools and and still improve himself <laughs> at his age. And that's what one of the things that I, I loved about the documentary is that when they were talking about, like, his relationship with the woman that he should be that you know he wanted yeah. to be with and and they were talking through why he's just not doing it and that he was putting so many blocks he was putting up so many walls and so many blocks and he was doing that self to himself and and not following his own advice even though you know the rest of his life he's pretty much killing it uh, as best as he can but there's just still this block that's preventing him from getting to like his happiest place is his you know his best place and like they even used his own tools you know jonah with him to like get through that and hopefully overcome that and still work on yourself at the age that he's at and and in the you know like health condition that he's at i i love seeing people like that that are trying to work on themselves no matter what the situation they're in like I have a 82 year old great aunt and she's in therapy right now and she goes to see a therapist and like she calls me all the time to tell me about her therapy sessions and how horrible she's doing but I'm you know at the same time I'm like Aunt Seal you're 82 years old and you're you're like voluntarily going to therapy and you're trying to work on yourself I'm like it is so unbelievably courageous and wonderful despite your anxiety and your depression that you're at least like trying and making the effort and talking about your feelings you know at like your age and you're you're from an old school where like shit like that did not fly and you're from a family as somebody who has
2: an 82 year old mom who is like completely emotionally fucking I don't know if you know this all right, I'm going to share something. Like, mom, don't <laughs> listen. She doesn't listen.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but my have year old mom that is, like, she grew up with a massive amount of trauma that, like, I don't think anybody should ever have to endure. Right. But she is, like, completely emotionally fucking unavailable. Yeah. And I understand, like, a lot of the reason that I have... The reason that I uh, I am the way that I am it has actually a lot to do with like our interactions uh throughout my life is just like it was like she was like a doting affectionate mom mm-hmm. up until I was like maybe five or six but like when my dad got sick all of a sudden it was like um when I'm gonna I'm gonna say this for the audience is like my dad had early onset Alzheimer's disease he was sick when he was like uh, he got diagnosed at like 43 years old and so all of her attention with two small children was like primarily focused on that and um, emotionally I was kind of like left to my own devices and and the caring doting mom like fucking went away and like, to this day, like, we don't hug each other. There's no I love yous. There's none of that shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at 82 years old, I don't expect her to all of a sudden, like, fucking be with that. And she, like, you know, she lashes out in fucking weird ways. And I I lash out in weird ways because I was raised with that and, like, whatever. And it's just, it's just, like, I mean, I know that my emotional unavailability comes stems from that. I mean, seeing my parent fucking slowly die in front of me you know causes trauma right Right. because like no little five year like from 5 to 15 i was watching a parent fucking like slowly die and then at the same time she was so uh into that upkeep and care and like just trying to make it that like like we had all of the basic necessities but we didn't get like any uh Uh, emotional support whatsoever it was like our basic needs were met but um the emotional thing was not there because it was there was so much stress And mean it's like i don't blame her for any of that because she was raised in a manner where she didn't have parents and she was on her own forever and it's like you know i had more than she ever had but Mm -hmm. it's still like to me it was still fucking traumatizing and I have actually CPTSD from that and some other things and I function in a way that's like, like not okay. You know, it's not yeah. okay. The way that I like, it used to be that if anybody showed fucking emotions in front of me, I'd be like, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I guess that's not right, but, <laughs> yeah. but also people like were very accepting of that where they're just like, oh, that's just Trisha. But yeah, I, I clearly it's not. It's not okay. And that goes back to that shadow self. Like they talk about the shadow self and like, you know, what, like, what is the person that you're trying to protect or like, or that you're embarrassed of I'm like, I don't think there's, I thought about this for a long time. Do you have a shadow self of like, like an image of yourself that you think was like unworthy? You know, if you could take like a picture in time where you're just like, you always, that's your most embarrassing self and like whatever, Because that was the thing that bothered me about this because I don't feel I've been trying to pinpoint that and I don't feel like I have that. And the only way I can think about it is like uh, maybe when I was a kid, but it wasn't like it wasn't body image wise. It wasn't that. But it was also there was a a very set point that I was like completely emotionally left alone. And I was Mm -hmm. like 10 and I was like, maybe that's the one. Maybe that's the one that I'm trying to, like, not let anybody see. Yeah, I'm like, is that the one? But I, I still question it because I'm not, I don't know.
0: It's it's complicated for me. I mean, I, I agree with, like, the, the overall general concepts of Stutz and, and what he's talking about. But I don't necessarily agree with every Everything. one of his okay. tools and, and all those things because... If if you were to say like what is my shadow self? Well, I have a very glaring one. I have the I have a picture of me from the day that I was arrested, uh, and you know I ended oh, up yeah. going to prison. I have my no, mu- and you've I have my actively
2: you've actively showed other people like on your social media and like whatever. Yeah, that person because you accept it. You accept it though, like yeah. you.
0: Right. I have to embrace it. That's part of that's part of me. And that's part of my recovery is accepting all the parts of me. And like and also part of my recovery is that I try not to have I because I was such a horrible person for so long in just my actions, not necessarily who I was inside, but, you know, based upon my actions towards the world I was such a you know I have to focus on not having a lot of guilt for the things that I did I can make amends and things like that and but I also have to accept all these parts of me as who I become today and I do like who I am today I'm still a work in progress and I'm always working on it and I'm not totally healed but I have to accept all these I have to accept my childhood trauma, my family trauma, uh, the trauma that I did to myself, you know uh, the trauma I committed to other people like that's all part of me and that's all part of my healing is to accept all that. I really don't feel like I have this shadow self that's always, my shadow self is is always it's there but it doesn't it's like always with me. you know what I mean It's always with me. it attacks me it attacks me like, it, it's my, it's, it's like my, <laughs> it's my you know anxiety. I will
2: actually, I will actually agree with you on that where I'm like, I always think that like, when I get like in these, uh, when I get in any sort of, uh, highly emotionally reactive situ- situation, I have like two, like, well, I definitely have like flight or fight mecha- Well, I have not flight or fight. I have flight. Where I'm just like, I'm just going to leave because I don't want to deal with this. It's not yeah. my fucking trauma. Like, yeah, right. you know, which <laughs> may be a healthy response in the most part because it's like, if it's not somebody close.
3: Right.
2: Then like, because I, uh, I actually, I'll, I'll tell you this offline, something mm-hmm. that happened this weekend where I'm yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you reaching out to me? Yeah. Um, but... um. You know so like I have a flight mechanism like I know when like I can't fucking deal with it nor should I like I also know like there's a point of like there's a boundary where I'm like uh, no I'm at max capacity I can't do that Um, I also have the whole uh, uh, I take other like I take action like I always want to take action like I always like feel like there's something I can do to make somebody fucking feel better and that's not necessarily true Like, I feel like that's a way of being there, but like, that's also, it's, it's also not, it's, those are my responses though. It's like, what can I do in this moment to make somebody feel better? And it's like, what action can I take? Sometimes it's not an action though. Yeah. You know, sometimes like there's, sometimes there's like, sometimes I have a hard time accepting sometimes that that there's nothing that I can do.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely. Right? Right. You know? Yeah. For people that are self-motivated and who are, you know, like, uh, okay with uh, working alone and being alone and, you know, are actually feel better uh, being, you know, without a team or whatever like that, like, people yeah. like us, yeah, that can be that can be really Or that have, hard. like,
2: fucking trust issues and all that kind of yeah. shit. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. But, you know, but there are certain things, so, like, but my brain does switch on where it's like... Okay, like, you know, like, when you fucking lost your grandma, I was like, I'm yeah. going to show up. Right. Like, I know it would mean, like, in this was actually a very healthy response. I know it would mean a lot to you if I showed up at your grandma's service, even though I didn't know your grandma very well. Yeah. I'm going to come there, and I'm also going to crack jokes, which may not be the most healthy response, but it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it did work. Like, right. I showed up, cracked a bunch of jokes, and fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, it's like, yeah. but, you know, I mean... You also have to gauge, like, the other person's, like, fucking trauma responses and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, everything, you know, it's kind of weird. Because now that we're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, the stuts thing. The the important thing that you should get from the stuts thing is that there are tools that may not already be in your belt yes. that you can actually, uh, that are helpful. Yes. Um, if there are things that you haven't thought about, and there's a couple of things that I haven't thought about. And I started thinking about a lot. Um, there are things that, you know, he, you know, uh, maybe glosses over, or, you know. But there are a lot of very helpful tools in this. Like, yeah. if you can't fuck, if, Dude, therapy is expensive. Mental health is fucking expensive. Yeah. It's overwhelmed, overburdened. If you can't get fucking help, this is actually... There's a lot of things in here that, like, if you actively, like, think about it. I've, like, my perspective has shifted since I watched this in the past week, I also started taking a lot of vitamin D cause it's fucking dark here <laughs> Yeah, that fucking helps. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of tools in here where it's like every day, like I have to like acknowledge that like when I woke up and I like did like this and I go to work and I do these things like I have to feel accomplished and like, and other things like start to fall in place and I'm like, you know, like the little pearl necklace, there's still a fucking turd. Like not everything is going to be fucking perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's. I have. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm a work in progress and I deal with things. And I mean, a lot of people come to me for emotional support or even like just like advice in their lives. But like and and I usually I I love my life and I generally have great days and everything. But there's there's a little turd in every day. It usually happens to me in the shower like I, I, (laughs) I. I have these little, I swear to God, I don't know why it happens in the shower. I'm a very like water connected person and I like love being in contact with water and I enjoy like that feeling so much that I will get very depressed, like all of a sudden, like very anxious and depressed in the shower where I will just start freaking out and crying because I have a fear of death and I don't want this good feeling, these good feelings of life and 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 this good life that i love to ever end and i start seeing the end of it all you know for whatever reason when i'm at this peaceful solitary moment and i just start freaking out and crying and you know maybe not every day i like full out cry but i have these little like freak out sessions by myself in the Aww. shower and then and then Aww. i wash it and then i wash it off i use a tool in my brain where i wash it off I let it go and I leave it down the drain and I but I intentionally do that. You know, I allow myself to go through that moment of pain, but then I work through it and I keep moving forward. And so yeah, not I don't agree with necessarily all of his tools, but the idea of the tools and being an active participant in your own therapy is the most important part to me that I think is, you know, and and getting into therapy and actually working on it, no matter what your mental health issue is, but actually, like, being an active participant and, and going and seeking therapy and being honest when you get there and not just playing the game. You know, not just playing the game, but actually, like, being an active See, participant. See,
2: but, but th- that's hard to say, Travis, though, because, like... Like what we talked about earlier is though is that most therapists don't provide you right. like they just give you they lip don't. service and they medicate you. They so it's really hard and you I feel like you you know, shop Yeah, shop around. Yeah, shop around. It's that I mean, simple. Of, like if you don't feel <laughs> I mean, you should be able to feel satisfaction in a first visit. That's all I'm going to say. And that's also why I don't continue therapy because I, like I have like like they always tell me the same thing yeah. and I'm like always like, yeah. I, right. know. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, I, like, it's really weird. Like, they, they'll, like, you know, they start questioning me. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you, like, this is my thing. And, and maybe you, like, you guys haven't experienced it a lot, but there are certain things, like, when I feel threatened that I do. And, uh, one, and it's like usually, um, in emotional, high emotionally, like, charged situations. Or if I, if I feel emotionally charged right. and, Like the therapist will say something like, well, how, well, how would you handle that situation? Or how did you handle that situation? Or like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And this has been happening since I was 10 years old because my mom took us to therapy and ultimately like she should have just fucking gave me a hug. Like that would have been helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, but in emotionally charged situations, like, uh, I respond, however, and the therapist, the therapist always says, Oh, well, that's pretty passive aggressive. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I hate that shit. But apparently, so but then like oh, sorry. <laughs> I lost my mic. Mm-hmm. But apparently, um uh and then like I've saw therapists like later in life and they're like, they always do that, huh? Well that's pretty passive aggressive. <laughs> but nobody ever like goes any farther than that. Yeah. Like and I've actually had people in emotionally charged, uh, situations even recently go like, like, dude, you're super passive aggressive and like, like it's not acceptable. And I'm like, and also I guess I didn't even understand like what that even meant. Like, what do you mean? They were like, we would just rather like, you should just be aggressive. Yeah. Just, you don't have the passivity is bullshit, yeah. you know, like, cause passive aggressive, you kind of got to read into it that it or if you know it, you know it you know it's like but it's just like weird but it's like they all tell me the same fucking thing and nobody has said how i can address that or how i can deal with that or how i can cope with that we all know okay everybody knows everybody knows now the whole radio free galaxy podcast (laughs) knows that i'm passive aggressive but i'm like we all understand. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Apparently it's like fucking obvious. Like any anytime I go to a therapist, but it's like nobody has ever said how to fucking help that ever. They're like, right. and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like it even came down to the last couple of times where I'm like, yeah, I know. And then they don't do anything. I
3: know. And
2: then I stop going because yeah. I'm like, you already told me, like, I know, like, I feel like next time I go to a therapist it's going to be like, I already know I'm passive aggressive. so like can you help me with that like that's how it's just going to start like every therapist that I've ever seen has told me that I'm passive aggressive but nobody has ever given me any fucking tools to get me fucking out of that what can you do for me to get me out of that Yeah. like like, that's like all I want (laughs) like I don't I don't need you I don't need people to continually tell me that I'm fucking passive aggressive I need somebody to tell me how to stop being passive aggressive
0: right And it's tough, too, when you've been to multiple therapists before because you bring your own bias towards therapy into every new therapist session. And then as soon as they do something that you're typically expecting... You're checked out. You're checked out because you, when they say something like that, like, oh, well, you're passive regret. I, you yeah. were just waiting. You're just waiting for them to fucking say that. And then like, as soon as they do, know, I
2: already know, like the <laughs> yeah. questions that preceded, like yeah. the path that we're right. going on. I right. know how I'm going to answer because I'm going to tell you straight up, like how right. I respond in a situation or how I would respond in a situation. Like I, you know, and I, granted, you don't know me from fucking Adam, but it, like, right. I guess like maybe it would be easier for them to be like, look, I've been a couple other therapists They all tell me I'm passive aggressive and nobody has done shit about it. Give me a fucking tool to tell me. And that, I mean, I mean, they can do with maybe that would be aggressive. And maybe that's what I should do. I don't know. But see, that's the thing about this though, is like, like this guy straight up is just like, here are the things that, that everybody can do. That's the thing about this. Everybody can utilize some of the tools that he fucking provides in this documentary yeah, You know, they I can agree. use some of this and it's like, it's a good watch. Yeah. Like I know we've like spent a lot of time psychoanalyzing ourselves in this like portion, but like mm-hmm. the important thing is to realize is like we've actually thought about ourselves a lot during this, watching this and mm-hmm we can also identify with a lot of times being in therapy and not getting fucking satisfaction or fucking leaving therapy because mm. like either you're, they're going to try to put you on drugs or they're going to fucking try to like just diagnose you and never fucking do anything yeah. or like just talk to you like i don't need dude i got plenty of people to talk to i don't need to go to a therapist to fucking tell about somebody about my day to day like i got fucking good ass friends dude i don't need that yeah. i need somebody to like you know, and I also got like friends giving me advice. My therapist should give me advice, not my friend. No offense to my friends, but like, dude, sometimes you guys do You guys are fucked up too. Like, you don't need to be giving me fucking advice. Right. <laughs> sure. You know. For sure. It's, yeah. It, it's it's just it's just I feel like somebody because Jonah Hill like he was he was obviously going through a lot of shit and. Yeah. And he seems to have come out of that just by seeing this guy Mm -hmm. and I get why he was just like dude like I need everybody it sounds like he's gone through the gamut even being a celebrity multiple therapists and Mm -hmm. doing all kinds of shit and like whatever and not getting any satisfaction until until he went also like I think Stutz has like a podcast or something that think I'm going to check out. So yeah. maybe we can get him on as a guest. Oh my Phil god. Stutz. That would be amazing. Phil Stutz. Phil <laughs> Stutz. Phil Stutz, if you're listening, come on our fucking podcast.
0: We're going to reach out to Stutz. Yeah, I think I think he's an amazing guy. I think he's an amazing individual. I think that Jonah Hill is also. I've always liked him as an actor. I think he is next level on his ability to improvise and he's so naturally funny and I mean, his his role in The Wolf of Wall Street is one of the best character acting roles I've ever seen in my life. And um, to, make, to make a revealing documentary like this with really no idea where it was going to go from the beginning, but like sticking with it through years and through the therapy and like it turning into probably a whole different thing at the end than when he started out with what his intentions were. Uh, I think this is a very helpful documentary like I said we both said you know maybe each tool isn't exactly what you need but the general idea that you need to be an active participant in your own mental health and that just blocking the feelings with like medications and things like that isn't the answer for everybody and um you need to maybe shop around for a therapist until you find the right one, and maybe you're not going to find an exact Phil Stutz, but there are there are therapists out there that will help you uh, if if you know kind of what you want and what you want to do and how yeah. you want to get there. You just need the to, you need some of these tools to help you like figure out how do I how do I just at least. Uh, Look, appear, uh, act like a human being with the rest of the people out in the world, even though I feel this way inside, even though I feel this apart from everyone else. How can I manage to get past these feelings? I know I'm not going to just lose them altogether, but how do I get past these and just function? And then still keep my own identity of who I am and those other things I like about me and enhance those things, you know? Jonah Hill didn't have to turn into a totally different person. He had to become a more whole Jonah Hill, like accepting that shadow of himself and, and, and not just forgetting it and not just, you know, like leaving it in the past, but like accepting that person and being proud of that person you know, I've had to do a lot of that in my life. And um, so, yeah, just be an active participant and, and watch this documentary. I think it's great. You should. Might not...
2: Everybody should. Like, yeah. especially people like, dude, therapy is fucking expensive. Yeah. And we know the insurance fucking system sucks. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you got to take what you can where you can,
3: yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. And there's some tools in here that you can start utilizing immediately.
3: Absolutely. You
2: know, and, and maybe, you know i mean there's a lot and like if it doesn't work you know so be it but like everybody's got to try and yeah. there's like there's a lot of uh there was a little bit of a perspective shift for me right. this past week when i was it kind of really helped me help me get through some stuff and it was like wow, this is really weird because this is the exact thing that I needed to see right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. So. Yeah, thank you for suggesting this because I, I don't think I would have normally uh, watched it, but I think I kind of needed to to like get thinking more about my mental health because I'm not actively in therapy right now, but I try to keep myself using you know certain tools every day because i do have episodes on nearly every day of anxiety and depression and i have to uh actively deal with them every day otherwise i will lose all my motivation to do anything really that i love about life So, yeah, thank you for uh, suggesting this, and uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, There might be a weird little break here during the episode that I have to break this up a little bit because I didn't want to... Uh, just uh, cut this conversation off at any point. Yeah. I, I could talk about this for a few more hours, but I don't think it would be yeah. all that productive, so we'll just maybe revisit uh, mental health issues in the future when we have the opportunity to do so. I mean, this is what I intend the show to always be about, is like, yes, we talk about pop culture things, and but I mean, they're supposed to be jumping off points to talk about real life issues and things like that, and I feel maybe this wasn't the most fun one, but you know what? It is very relevant. And oh, right really on, man! Important. And
2: I would say, like, would you? Are you glad you watched this? Like, oh yeah,
0: of course. Because yeah. you
2: were like, what? Like, yeah. and I was like, dude, you gotta watch it. Like, I, I wasn't sure how you were gonna take this, so yeah. Like I appreciate like so I uh, would you say that like like you recommend it and you enjoyed yeah. it?
0: Yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed okay. it. And it was cool. uncomfortable, but I mean a lot of a lot of dealing with your mental health is very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you're but like... you're just going to have to be a, if you want to heal, you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable. And sometimes that means, you know, not taking the medication and and feeling all that pain for a while like yeah. i know i know it hurts believe me i know it i know it fucking hurts i i know how scary it is to leave the medications and and the those things behind and and just deal with it raw just raw dog that shit like i i totally get it but you know what it's necessary for healing Trust me on this. I'm at such a better place in my life. And just the fact that I'm alive and functioning as a human being uh, is testament to that. So yeah, thank you all for listening. And please remember to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and the Spotify app. And please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel for Christine and Trisha, and also Adam, who isn't with us this week. We will see you next time. Uh, we're going to take a. We're actually going to take a week off next week for Christmas. So happy Christmas, everybody! And we will see you with a year in review show that will be up next. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>